Go ahead and go. So, nice to meet you. Ada Taft. What are your back to school traditions? How do you go shopping? Do you shop online? Do you go clothing shopping and supply shopping all at once? Do you take each of your kids on a special date or do you go together as a family? Do you have a pool day right before school starts? I want to hear about what your family's back to school traditions are. Our family likes to go hiking. In Iowa, there's a place called the Makokota Caves, and it's an absolutely beautiful and magical place. And we like to take the kids hiking, and then we do a little bit of back-to-school shopping, and we make a special day of it. We also like to get some extra pool days in right before the pool closes for the season and make sure that we get all of those lazy river laps in. I want to hear about your back to school traditions. I want to hear what works for your family. I love to hear about the different things that people do to mark the end of the summer, to mark the beginning of a school year. It it makes me super happy. So today's episode is all about shopping, supplies, and traditions. So we're going to talk about shopping for clothing and shopping for those school supplies. How do you do it? How do you decide what is the best way to do that for your family? And then I'm so excited to talk with you all about how to create some traditions. And this is particularly fun for me. I teach a class called Cultural Performance. And in it, one of the things that we do talk about is traditions. And so I'm excited to take some of the things that I do in that course and what my research has taught me about traditions and to help you craft, create, or enhance your family's back-to-school traditions. So listen in. This is going to be fun. Do you want to feel less scattered and more focused, but the idea of goal setting sounds like adding more pressure to your already pressure-filled life? If so, Welcome to the Plan Goal Plan Podcast. I'm Danielle McGee. I'm a professor, mom, planner addict, and recovering overachiever. After years of hustle and grind, I was tired of trying harder. I was ready to try easier. At the intersection of research, practice, and play, I found a purposeful path to planning and goal setting that is fun, simple, and sustainable. If you're ready to try easier, if you're ready to make memories and do meaningful work, grab a pen. I will equip you with tools and practices to clarify purpose, reclaim time, and achieve goals playfully and lightly. Let's get started. Anyone else feel like the universe has a way of humbling you? I must have needed a humility check because I got one recently. So I have been so excited for this back to school series. It just felt important to me to create something that would help parents and caregivers during this time of the year. I was especially thinking about those hardworking, high-achieving, working moms who are juggling their jobs at the same time as they're trying to create a really smooth and exciting transition for their kiddos. So as I was creating this workbook for y'all, which by the way, if you haven't, you can go to the show notes and you can download this workbook. It's free. And so as I was creating this workbook, I was trying to do all of the things along with it. So that way I would know how to order things for you all. I didn't want to miss anything. 
I was going through my kids' clothes. I was cleaning out our Sunday basket and I was printing off our school supplies and entering in our district's calendar into my calendar. So I've been doing all of these things as I've been creating this back to school series. I was feeling on top of my game. I was feeling on top of things. I'll tell you, work is a little jumbly right now, but my back to school preparation, I was feeling a little bit cocky about. (laughs) So we decided to take a little getaway last weekend. We took the kids to do some back to school clothing shopping. And then we went to Adventureland, which is an amusement park in Altoona, Iowa. It's lovely as our family's happy place. But so we're driving back from the amusement park and we get a phone call from the school. You all, I forgot to register my son for school. I forgot to register him from school. I registered my daughter for kindergarten clear back in like March, whenever they let you do it. I got in there and I did it right away. And I just completely forgot that that was a thing that I needed to do for my older kiddo. So I just want to let you all know, if you too get a call from the school and you've forgotten to fill out some forms or you forgot to register (laughs) for school, if it is the first day of school and you realize, oh my gosh, we never bought a backpack or my kids don't have new shoes, it is okay. It's okay. I was a little embarrassed but I got in there and I got them registered and we are ready to roll now. So I just, I just want to say as someone who is feeling really on top of things, I still miss something. And while I'm a little embarrassed about it, I've been embarrassed before and I'll be embarrassed again. (laughs) So it's, it's all right. So today we're going to be talking about shopping for clothing and supplies, as well as creating traditions. For me, the back-to-school shopping was such a fun event as a kiddo. So when I was growing up, I remember that the back-to-school shopping, especially for clothes, was something that was really special. I think that we would go and we would do it together as a family when we were a little bit younger. And then as we got older, my mom would take each of us individually and we'd get to have a mom day where we would do our back-to-school clothing. And I have a lot of really lovely memories about those outings. Before we jump into shopping for clothing and supplies, I do want you to go back to the very first day in the back to school series. And I want you to review your family's goals and priorities that you set at the beginning of this. I think that this is really important, both for how you determine the best way to shop, but also when you're creating a tradition Knowing what it is that you and your family have named as important to you is going to really guide what you end up doing for these things. So who goes shopping together? Where are you going to shop together? How are you going to shop for clothing and supplies? So for example, if you have found the back to school shopping to be wildly anxiety producing, I know that I really struggle with all of the crowds in the stores at this time of the year. If this hasn't been fun for you, you might sit down as a family and discuss, is there a better way for you to do it? Could you do your back to school supply shopping earlier in the summer? 
Does it need to happen on the weekend when the stores are more crowded? Can you just order supplies online and pick things out together that way? Are you going to shop together as a family or are you going to have like one-on-one parent outings? These are all things that you want to consider. Then once you've determined those things, I think that you can plan a time to shop, plan where you will shop, who's going to be shopping with who. You can set your budget. Then hopefully if you've been doing this in the order that I've been working you through things, you've already had some time to clean out your kids' closets. And so this is also a really great time to review your to-buy lists for both clothing and supplies. I think that if you're going to be out and you're going to be shopping, you might also go ahead and add any other household items that you need right now. So in the past, we've always done our shopping for clothes and supplies together. It makes sense to me to batch errands, outings, and do these all at once. But I will say last year, we we did all of these things together and it was a really fun day, but it was a bit overwhelming. And so this year we did decide to divide shopping for clothes and shopping for supplies into two different sort of back to school experiences. So I want you to think about what works for your family and make some decisions that really are going to honor those goals and priorities that you set at the beginning of this. All right, I wanna talk a little bit about traditions. So like I said in the introduction of this, tradition is actually something that I teach in classes. So I teach a class called cultural performance. And in that we're really thinking about how do people make culture? How do we spread culture? How do we become participants in the cultures that we're a part of? And tradition is a really important part of creating culture. And so you might think about your family as its own culture. You might think about school as a culture tradition is really a way where we share something that has significance to us with each other from group member to group member. And traditions are behaviors that we do that that connect us to other people in the group. It's also something that creates a sense of continuity. We might have shared materials. We might have shared customs. We might have shared stories that are part of these traditions. So when I say continuity, in order for a tradition to be a tradition, it does imply time and repetition. So once you set a tradition, in order for it to stay a tradition, it is something that you're going to commit to doing over and over again. And I don't think that you have to do it exactly the same, but there are going to be elements of the tradition that are maintained over time. So for example, where you shop, might stay the same or maybe a place that you eat for lunch on your back to school day or for us it's combining the hiking with the back to school shopping but whatever you decide for the tradition it should also be something that creates and confirms a sense of identity so who are you as a family what are your feelings towards going back to school So having a back-to-school tradition is also a really lovely way to communicate to your kids school is important. It is something that we get excited about. 
It is something that we get to do, not something that we have to do. So as you think about your family's back-to-school traditions, I want you to think about the priorities that you set at the beginning of this, but I also want you to think, what is your tradition's purpose? Why are you creating a tradition? And who is it for? What do you want it to do? How do you want it to feel? Do you want the things that you do to create insights to your family? Do you want them to have a sense of recognition, belonging, connection? I think that a really important part of creating the back-to-school tradition is to also ignite interest from your family members by involving them in the planning process. So if they feel like they have input in what the tradition is going to be, I think that they might get really excited about it. But I also think that, for example, when you grew up, if they, if your family had a back-to-school tradition and you want to pass some of those traditions down, telling the story of your experience with that back-to-school tradition might be part of the experience, part of the passing down. So you might add new elements that your kids want and have created, but also saying, hey, this is really important for me to include because this is what my mom did with me. So I want you to brainstorm some activities or rituals that might align with your tradition's purpose. And then I want you to think about how you can create some excitement about the tradition. You really want to make sure that this tradition is still different than every day. You want to mark it as we're doing something special now. So once you've created your tradition, this should be really fun. I want you to decide and make a plan of the who, what, when, and where of the tradition. So if you need to make any reservations, do that ahead of time. If there's any items that need purchased for the tradition to enact the tradition, make sure that you you have a plan in place to get those items. As you've been listening to this back to school series, I hope that you realize that this isn't just about being on top of things. This is about creating processes and systems that also create an identity for your family. This is who our family is. This is how we do things. This is how we get excited and create joy and delight as we accomplish the things that we need to accomplish that transitioning from summer to back to school is an amazing opportunity for you to model for your kids that we have processes for how we do things and how we do things matter because how we do things illustrates what is important to us as a family. So I wish for you some clarity on the best way to shop and get those supplies that you might find a way to do things that honors your family's goals and priorities and values. I wish for you fun and delight and traditions that are meaningful, traditions that will bring your family together, that will create connections between you all, that these traditions will create magical memories for you and your family. And that one day in the future, when your kiddo has a family of their own, that they might have elements of your back-to-school traditions that they want to pass down to their own kids. I hope that this episode, along with the worksheet that is in your workbook, will help you discover answers that are best suited to your family. Be well, friends.
My mommy is sus? If this podcast has inspired you, guided you, or just made you laugh, the number one way that you can thank me is by leaving a written review for the show over on Apple Podcast. I'm seriously tickled every time that I hear from you all, so pop onto Instagram and follow Plan Go Plan and digital message me. I want to say hello. I want to geek out about all things planning and goal setting. Keep sensing the possibilities, y'all.